Hey everybody, I'm Eddie Starr, and this is the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Class is now in session. This is where the music and culture that shaped a generation live on, and my own path through the world of rock and roll. Shh. Someone's coming. Be quiet. If we get caught, just deny it. So said the Runaways and their song Secrets. Off their debut album, The Runaways, 1976. The Runaways were five teenage girls who carried the torch for the teen dreams. They were teenagers singing to teenagers and about their lives. And I didn't find out about them until 1982 after the success of Joan Jett. One of the founding members, her hits, I Love Rock and Roll, Crimson and Clover, and Do You Want to Touch Me? I went to school and a classmate of mine said, hey, if you're into Joan Jett, you should check out The Runaways. And so the quest began because in 1982, it was very difficult to find out anything about The Runaways. Most of their albums were out of print. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, I did find... A compilation album that was put out by Mercury Records, the best of the runaways after Joan Jett became successful. But a lot of their albums you could not find anywhere. And I ended up finding their first album in a music land by accident. Like I said, there wasn't even a placard in the record bin for the runaways. I, it was under R. And I went over the moon because I found this record. <laughs> And I think that was part of the fun, searching for something that nobody knew about. And also there was such a mythology around the runaways that it was really intriguing. And of course, like I said, they were teenagers singing to teenagers. And at the time I had switched from playing classical guitar, going to classical guitar lessons and uh, taking playing electric guitar and taking lessons at Downey Music Center and Take It or Leave It and I Love Playing With Fire were two songs that I learned in those lessons. My guitar teacher would allow me to tell him a song I wanted to learn and he would sort of figure out the chords or write it out for me and uh, I would take it home and practice along with the record, which was great fun. Part of the fun of being into the Runaways and a lot of the 1970s groups as well was the search, the quest. And there was no Google. It was all about either going to a record show, which was a place where record collectors had booths and you could go in and find fan memorabilia. I remember going to one in Buena Park, California, and I, some guy sold me a VHS copy of a copy of a copy of the runaways on 
Japanese live uh, TV, live in Japan. It was a TV special as well as that went along with their album. That album was very hard to find. And Waiting for the Night was another album that was very difficult. I was able to find their second album, Queens of Noise, and also Rhino Records had put out their final album and now the runaways but they called it little lost girls and toby mammoth who had been their last manager wrote a detailed sort of i guess you could say uh overview of what was going on during the recording of that album but it gave you a gist of what the band was about and just more information because you couldn't find anything anywhere. And that added to the story. Not only that, but if you look at the time and the place, Rodney's had closed down in the early seventies, Rodney Bingenheimer. And that was a place for teenagers where they played the British glitter music. And then you had the Runaways, and then a year after that, the Sex Pistols. And the Runaways sort of were right in between the glitter and the punk, and it's sort of interesting that both Cherie Curry, who was the lead singer, and Joan Jett were both patrons of Rodney's English Disco. And later on, what did I, uh, Do You Want to Touch Me? by Joan Jett, which was a Gary Glitter song tied back to the British Glitter music scene. And on the last Runaways album, and now the Runaways, they did Black Leather, which was a composition written by Steve Jones and Paul Cook of the Sex Pistols. Also, too, one of the great things I found, which I think I still have, a cassette of an interview that was conducted by the president of the English Runaways fan club with Joan Jett when she went over there in 1979. And I think she was recording uh, You Don't Own Me and I Love Rock and Roll with the Sex Pistols. So sort of interesting. The fun part about, at least in my journey, and finding out about the Runaways was it led to so many other forms of music, the glitter thing, the punk thing. You could also make the argument that uh, punk did not appear in LA until Joan Jett brought it back in 1976 after the runaways had toured England. And she came back as a punk and was talking about this band, the sex pistols, the runaways really do capture the teen dreams, especially as translated through the 1970s, 1980s, because of the amount of freedom you had as a kid and as a teenager. I must recommend Evelyn McDonald's great book, Queens of Noise, The Real Story of the Runaways. It's a great book. It really does answer any question you might have had about the Runaways and also Cherry Red Records in the UK reissued all of the Runaways records. They were the label that initially got their start 
by putting out and now the runaways when nobody else wanted that record and I believe it was in the 2000s they started reissuing all of their other titles. So I'll also put a link so you can check out those albums. And I think I'm going to leave it right there. And um, so go check out the Queens of Noise. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing my podcast. Eddie Starr's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge is a production of Ton Up Incorporated. Copyright 2020 Ton Up Incorporated.